Listen to our review of Vox Machina. Look, D&D's just not for nerds anymore. They're for drunkards, for alcoholics, for over-sexualized people. And this show shows you exactly why all those things are true. Vox Machina. Machina. Get it speak. right. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get beat up <laughs> if you don't say it right. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Correct me. What is it again? Vox Machina. Yes. The event, the oh, legends, sorry. I said Machina. Machina, Machina. Yes, you are correct. The uh, Vox Machina this is a merry band of misfit heroes who travel together in the fantasy land of, it was the Exandria. Exandria, yes. Yeah, they're mostly rude, crude, drunkards without a scent to their name, but they still get the job done. They also happen to travel with a bear. Now, I'm going to drop this on over to you, Jason, because it is some history behind this show. This show is on Amazon Prime. Please give people the history, and then we can jump into your review if you have it. All right, yes. Okay, the history of this show. This is a very, very special show. The reason why I'm telling Jason to get it right, because it already has a built-in fandom to it. Uh, so this show is basically uh, a Kickstarter campaign ran by Critical Role. Now, what Critical Role is, is a uh, D&D podcast slash Twitch channel where a bunch of voice actors from video games and uh, animation would go and play D&D together, basically. Uh, they've been doing it for years at their house, and finally they got approached by Geek and Sundry to do a Twitch-based uh, stream of it. And that Twitch-based stream became so popular that they did their own stream. And now they did a Kickstarter in which they were going to do like a one 30-minute episode for their pre- their first campaign that they did when they were playing in Vox Mafia. We're on campaign three now. Mm. About uh, their characters from their first campaign. That Kickstarter made $11 million. And they were looking for like 100000 to just to do a 30-minute TV show or a 30-minute special. Because it made $11 million, they were like, oh, we'll just do a couple more. And then Amazon got involved and said, nah, y'all doing a full series. Here you go. So this is where it comes from. Um, Critical Role is is awesome. Uh, you would probably not recognize any of the voices or any of the actors, except for maybe uh, Action Johnson. She's been on a couple of uh, live TV shows, but you would definitely recognize their voices. They've been in everything from like Halo to Overwatch to um, The Last of Us, all sorts and all sorts of anime and stuff like that. And if you've never watched Critical Role or even played, they are just the best at it and unfortunately it's kind of made this effect where people who are starting to play D expect that level of of quality from their dunder masters and shit ain't gonna happen mm-hmm. with but this thing has <laughs> already has a built-in fan base you know millions of people they were the number one uh highest earning streams on twitch for like the last three years which you know they've talking taking millions of dollars just doing shit that they've already were going to do anyway which is amazing they just do it really really well so this show you know much like the wheel of time uh has already has a special place in my heart even if this sucks and great it doesn't suck this is awesome <laughs> right. um, this to me and here's my review part of this this to me reminds me of like an uh older like late 90s early 2000s cartoon that's just like it's it's good it's it's great but then you're adding the adult humor to it and not like in a rick and morty sign away but more of like mm-hmm. just like no we're just adults in this world that's kind of kiddish but still kind of fun so they're just having fun and that's what i like mm-hmm. about this show it's just like 
It's silly. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. is silly. Yeah. It is violent. It's graphic. It's gory. They're cursing every five minutes. But and, and it's it's just fun. It's just simple, like people having fun. And you can definitely tell because all the voice actors from the, the campaign have come and reprised the roles as their characters. They got several other, you know, high pro- pro- uh, profile voice actors to come and do one shots. Like they had freaking uh, David Tennant as uh, one of the characters. You know, he's right. I saw that pretty famous dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for those who watch Doctor, Doctor Who or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or who are British, they would know him. Uh, other voice actors, Kyrie Payton, you know, one of my favorite voice actors of all time. He's actually played with them one stream before, and he's come back. And a lot of their friends are, you know, because they know all the voice actors, so they just get people. You know, one person, um, what's the girl name? Uh, Felicia Felicia Day, which just did uh, a off character as like Brandon Number Two. Like they could just get people right. in just to do stupid voices for them. For I mean, their, I just want to give a shout out to Marisha Ray. Oh my god! Like, I mean, my wife is my dream girl. But <laughs> if there was a number Dude. two, oh, okay. So, like, yeah, uh, <laughs> I had to like, you know, stop because I uh, watching uh, Critical Role for like, you know, like two or three months because I had the biggest crush on her, and I found out she was married oh to Matthew god. Mercer, and I was like, I was sad. I was actually depressed. <laughs> <laughs> just such a beautiful woman, and I mean, I'm just beautiful because physically she is beautiful but just a, such a cool personality and i haven't yeah. met her but when you watch the things that she's in because she used to be in uh superhero beatdown for with bat in the sun she used to do a lot of work with them back in the day yeah. and yeah just just a, sounds she seems like a cool chick yeah and, and they're i mean she is actually the one that actually is the ceo of critical role right now so she actually runs the whole entire thing uh, her husband mm. Matt Mercer is the DM, who's like you know, kind of like the creative director, and then everybody else kind of has their different roles and stuff like that within the company of it. But they all come together, right. and it just seems like they're having fun. I've had dreams about being their friends, and that's right, <laughs> like right. all I want in my yeah. life is just to be their friend and occasionally maybe play D and D with them because they look mm. like they're just having fun. And that's what's so great about this TV show is it just looks like a bunch of friends got together. And just had fun, and then somebody was like, "Yo, I, I'll animate this for you." Yeah, I got you, and we'll just make right. it look, you know, right. somewhat decent. Like the animation is not going to blow your mind. It's Titmouse, uh, you know, they've done a lot of good stuff with the wheels, but it's kind of like that faux anime style. But it's it's fun. It's just a fun TV show, and that's that's all I can say about it. And uh, Sam Regal, who plays Scanlan, is uh, just a G. <laughs> right, right. His, his songs that he comes up with uh because he does this on stream and he does this off the, the the top of his head but like in the show now that he has the time to sit down and write it it's just pure comedy gold and it's ridiculous Look, man. That, that funk <laughs> he was giving us that j that jb funk yeah. on the last Pull episode the bro <laughs> yeah. <All> my beats. <laughs> Oh man, I guess let me jump in and, and give my round take on this one here. Um this one this voice machine got hits not only on the songs that they slay about anal beads, but on the action slays, blue dragons, the the voice work slays, like this is it, you summed it up perfectly. This is fun. It is just devilishly enjoyable because it's completely in the culture. It has all the archetypes of, you know, the characters that we love and enjoy in our fantasy novels and our fantasy series. Hell, our fantasy video games. When you play D&D, like, you know the characters off the rip, which is part of the the, the charm of this is that you know 
who is what and what they do and what their powers are and what their abilities are typically off the rip. The beauty of this is that, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the beauty of this is that, like, I felt like as I watched it, I could feel the dice rolling. Like, as <laughs> the action scenes were going on from what powers yes. they were using and abilities they were doing, it almost felt like it was like, oh, damn, he must have rolled a seven. Like, because, <laughs> it, it, and when I say that, guys, like, I, I guess it's, it's not a way to explain it unless you have played Dungeons and Dragons and you see this. And then when you understand the, the history behind it, when you watch it, you can kind of see it through this lens that these guys are just sitting around joking around and doing this. And it's great. It's like, you know, oh yeah, we're sitting at a tavern drinking and some orc bumps my shoulder. What do you do and respond by? And like, you, you can just a see like that's breath. the mechanisms <laughs> at play hand. here. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that, and I would say that will be my only drawback of it is that if you're not heavily influenced into the culture, you're going to feel like there's not a lot of character development because they don't spend any time to really develop anybody. They just get right into it. Now, I think the end of the episode three seems like they're going to start trying to develop some things here and there because I did think to myself, I was like, hey, the he's had the least screen time out of all of them. And like, naturally, when I saw the character, I was drawn to him because that would be the character I would get, the Joker with the cat. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's spraying that thing off. And first two episodes, there's not too much of him really doing much in there except for you know you get his a feel of his personality but then the third one episode seems like they're going to do a little bit here with his backstory which i thought was dope but that's the only real legitimate gripe i have is that if you're not enthralled in the, the culture you're going to be like man this is kind of shallow character writing but it should be because this is based off a of campaign for D D. so yeah, you know it's not that it's deep, not guys. What I have. <laughs> right 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 and then knowing I thought, because remember you was trying to describe this show, you said this is fun. I'm going to tell you, when I just say this, you're going to be like, you're right. This show is what Disenchantment wants to be. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, I watched it, was what I thought Disenchantment was going to be. And Disenchantment didn't hit the mark at all for this, but this hits the mark amazingly. Like, And if people know what Disenchantment is, it's a Netflix show. I think it's done by the same people who do The Simpsons and Futurama. And yes. it deals in medieval times and fantasy genre kind of stuff. And it makes the kind of jokes. And But it, it doesn't feel as cool as this. If this enchantment feels kind of lame, like a bunch of oldies made it to kind of fit in the culture. But this feels like it's from the culture given to you because you get it. So I, I did think that, that like it, it did hit that trigger for me on that one. Uh, the last thing I have on note in here, really, man, is... Um, I do wish the action scenes felt a little like, and, and, and when you said it was like it's, it's more anime kind of quasi anime, I do wish they would have taken that note from the quasi anime, how anime don't spend that much money on its regular day-to-day -day animations of things, but the action scenes they ramp up the animation for. I wish in this one they kept the, they kept the animation baseline. Like I can't look back at this and go, oh wow, what a scene! I wish the action in here had some wow, what a scene moments than normal like the fight in the courtyard was close but how they would use the magic and all that but i feel like that's where you put that extra like 11 million dollars you got you put those all into the fight scenes and let us enjoy those so that's my only critique but that's just a me thing that know. isn't something that takes away from the, the enjoyment i had when they kill that dragon when grog split that dragon's head i was like that's cool <laughs> oh well, yeah yes that was yes yeah, yeah okay you got me there. Like, that's yes, cool. that was cool yes <laughs> But the whole fight scene leading to that doesn't wasn't anything spectacular. Yeah, it, it was just cool. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as I said, it's it's like a night uh, like late nineties or, or early two thousand TV show. You know, it's not gonna be like prestige animation like Arcane or or anything like that. But it's definitely uh it's definitely worth your time. Yeah. It's definitely right. you know, this it's good. <laughs> All right. Hey, how you doing there? We here at the N-Word for Nerd. I could tell you a little something about a product that we decided to, you know, steal from some people and then sell to you at a very extremely uh, serviceable price. Have you ever been tired, worn down, and just lazy? I know I am because that's my life. But then this magical drink came along, came Nerd Focus. Nerd, nerd Focus hits all that stuff in your brain, makes you smarter. Well, let me change it. It doesn't make you smarter. But since you brought this, which is a smart decision, then in that turn, it just made you smarter. So by that nature, it does make you smarter. Have you ever wanted to turn into a Super Saiyan 4? Nerd Focus will help you do that. Jason, you just had some. What do you think about Nerd Focus? It's delicious. It tastes very good. Uh, I feel more aware. I feel more awake now. Uh, I feel like I can actually talk to a girl, maybe. Uh, you know, maybe ask her out on a date. <laughs> Uh, it definitely has electrolytes in it, so that's you know that's what plants need. It's very good. It's great. <laughs> well, guys, if you want to get your own very own case of Nerd Focus, go ahead and check out our link in our description. That gives you that's our affiliate link. So if you do purchase a case of Nerd Focus, it actually does help us out tremendously. Hey, let's get Let your Nerd Focus it. on, man. Focus up. If you had Jason, what rating are you giving? box uh so obviously i'm already a fanboy so i gotta take all of it in account so it's gonna be you gotta take my my review with a, with a pinch of salt but it's five out of five for me because this is it it's Ooh. just this is my this is this is what i love this is what i love all right. <laughs> so you got a banger i'm giving it a strong four i still enjoyed the hell out of it um but you, you're giving it a banger so hey that's yeah i, I, I won't disagree if anybody is like oh man he gave it a five i mean I, I'm, I'm close to there. I'm at a four. Uh, like, oh, look, it's the only big breakfast. I just think, you know, if you're not in the genre, it it may throw you off. But I think yeah, my mom took not the gonna point like away. <laughs> right, right. I'm not going right. well, to be like, yo, mom, you should watch a Vox Machina. No. <laughs> right. But I mean, that's probably more for the cursing than anything. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, no, no, but it's a dope show. You don't get to check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. If I did not mention that, again, it's on Amazon Prime. Do not but watch guys, this with your kids. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. Just want to throw that out there to you if you're enjoying what you're hearing. 